Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to another episode. Episode number 10 of the Fake Racers Podcast with me, Joe Twansky, and... Double digits, Davey, because of episode 10. Let's go. Let's Davey, go. did you think we'd get to 10 episodes? Uh, well... Be honest. Nah, probably not. I, we, uh, we were going to get to one, 10. One of, the, one of those things we would just forget about, but, but we care. We, we almost care. did. Oh, that was more so like school, like yes, correct. Ooh, finals, man! It did not go Oof. well. I don't think, you know, as someone that wants to do race car engineering, you you'd think dynamics is a pretty easy class, and we'd uh we'd figure that shit out. Ugh. It's probably not an easy class. It's not an easy class, and then to couple the fact that I have stupid brain when it comes to exams, <laughs> and then you know everyone else doesn't have stupid brain with exams because you know it's. Zoom University right now, so you know everyone's on Zoom calls with each other during the exams and taking them together, and I'm just sitting here, brand new school all by myself. Anyways, that's a tangent. Mm. Hey, I mm. just, I uh, <laughs> when I get that bad grade back and they're like, oh, you gotta take this class again, I'm gonna be like, well, you know, <laughs> well, well, <laughs> no, sadness. Anyways, on this episode, as we promised, we're gonna talk about the Chevy um, development system. It's a little weird. Chevy's got a little little funk going on we'll talk about davy your race at martinsville with the usorl boys and we'll look ahead to this yeah. weekend at north Wilkesboro. can you see yeah. any, can you tell in the excitement if you didn't watch the race on uh, uh, the various live streams we posted to our twitter um someone was a little happy at the end of the thing and we'll also look at north, north Wilkesboro this weekend we'll talk about some interesting stuff in f1 in regards to some exhibition uh drives out on the racetrack and then we'll we'll conclude by um, selling out and telling you where you can follow and find more information about us. And also trying to sell you some of that sweet, sweet JTN merch, which, again, link in the description below. There's some great prices, and it's all oh, it's so comfortable, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> but, Davey, you ready to get into this thing? Uh, no. Oh. What do you got to say, then? We're not getting into it. Podcast oh. over. Darn. All mm-hmm. right. See you guys I know, next that's week. Probably hard to accept. See you guys next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's a good. That's a. That's a good. That's a good little turn there. Uh. <laughs> LMAO. It was a good little turn, Davy, and we're back. We got him. We got him. We made him. We made him think. Fun. Although they probably but, saw how yeah. long the video was. They probably well, like. No, they didn't. Because I'm. We no. Oh. See, work of the word, and then Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Chevy's driver development system, Davey. They like to call it the Driver's Edge program because you got to put fun names on things. Yeah, weird. Don't get it. (laughs) Uh, This was was actually... So this started um, the year that Chevy managed to get Noah Gregson away from Toyota um, and put him in the nine car at JRM, uh, following up on Tyler Reddick's championship. What a snag, huh? <laughs> um, so right now, the, the, the Chevy Driver's Edge development program, it is a, a joint venture between Junior Motorsports, GMS Racing, and then Chevrolet. How it works, it's they you know get these guys, they'll bring them up through the program, whether they're you know starting in Junior Motorsports Late Model Program or with GMS and ARCA. And then GMS for trucks, and then up to Junior Motorsports and Xfinity. So limited seats, right? Because 
Yeah, and that that's going to be in the one car for as long as he wants to. Uh, Allgaier's got the Brandt sponsorship, so he'll be in the seven car, and he's definitely deserving of that ride. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, And then you kind of have two cars there that you could figure out who could go in each of those, and you can run a fifth car down there in Xfinity um, if you'd like. But it's a decent crop of drivers. It's... This one is a lot more defined in what drivers are part of the program. You know, there's a whole, you can yeah. go to their website, which is really cool. Um, I think mm-hmm. that's a good thing for, because the aim of this program is to focus on building the driver skills inside the car as well as outside the car, which, uh, it, you know, talking with sponsors, being a good brand ambassador, fostering those really good relationships. And we'll talk about a guy that's done a very good job <clears throat> of that. But, um, mm-hmm. From an outside perspective, Davey, um, that's obviously a lot of good stuff, right? No, oh, yeah. A good, good teams. Obviously, Chevrolet is, you know, Chevrolet Chevrolet. Good teams. Well, I mean, geez. It's not bad. Not bad being a Chevy development driver. I wouldn't know. <laughs> Call me, right? <laughs> yeah, for God. <laughs> Call me, please. Jesus. <laughs> Just put him in the car one time. I'm telling you, if he can win all these NR2003 races, Dale Jr., if you're listening, you remember yep. NR2003? He, he should know. He will know. You you know how hard it is. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. And <laughs> if there's anything that's going to get me a ride, it's my extensive NR2003 experience. Hey, it's Fake Racers Podcast for a reason, but... <laughs> um, Davey. Joe. This, this was like the... When so I'm just a little. This isn't like Ford's development program, which we talked about on the last episode. So go check that out if you haven't right now, and then come back here because I'm I have a feeling we're going to reference it a little bit tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Ford's program is very much focused on a few drivers. Um, they really like to just they pick a couple guys. They have a team in each series. It seems like maybe Xfinity isn't the right in that case, but they only had two cars, so, like, I mean, uh, not like mm-hmm. here where you got a five-car team. Um, mm-hmm. Ford seems to put a lot of backing behind their guys, and I honestly haven't seen, her, seen or heard a lot about this driver's development program, driver's edge program. Yeah. Honestly, it's the first time I heard that it had a name, to be honest. Oh, you didn't see the logos on all the trucks and the cars? I feel like you're making a point. I am making a point. They put the logos on the cars, but then they don't talk about them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. No, I didn't even know that that was, I'd like, truthfully, I had no idea that, that was actually the name of the program. I didn't even know that had a name. I was like, I just thought, oh, he's a drive, young driver with Chevy. You know, Chevy probably gives a shit about him. Right. <laughs> but well, there's never anything like that. Yeah. And it, they're very defined about the drivers that they do have in the program right now. So their website right now has the guys that were in the program for 2020. I have a feeling, and again, we're going to talk about the guys more in depth here in a couple minutes, but um, I have a feeling that pool <coughs> will expand with some of the hirings at GMS. But um, again, it's it's a lot of focusing on that driver skill, but there just there hasn't been, it's even like TRD. TRD does, a for all the things that, you know, we'll talk about TRD has done wrong um, in terms of their program. They've done a lot of things right by getting their dri- young drivers out there. Like, how many of these Chevy development guys would you actually know? Not a lot of this, them. This is true, yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you're in the sport, you know, you don't 
really recognize these names. Yeah, so Toyota does a really good job, and Ford does a really good job of getting their um, drivers in front of the camera, which we've talked about. It's it, that's a big deal these days. Gotta you make know headlines. that exactly that social media presence, especially, is very important. Um, you know, for sponsors, for I mean, you look at you can go back to do you remember the Nature's Bakery scandal with Danica Patrick? Like, oh my god, that like go back to that, and that should just show you how important it is to sponsors the way that drivers interact with their fans and just overall on social media. Mm-hmm. So. With that in mind, Davey, do you want to start going through these drivers a little bit? I'm, I'm, you got any I'm, more impressions? Yeah. I think I'm. I think I'm ready to start, start talking drivers. All right, so I got them all listed out. I got them in order, but <clears throat> um, the guy I want I have at the top of the list, he's moving up to Xfinity halfway through next year. We were going to talk about it a few weeks ago, but we Davey was getting a little silly season news out, so we decided to just push it back to this episode. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. You know, Sam Mayer, though, uh, won the truck race at Bristol this last year, so very impressive for him with GMS. Was the 2020 ARCA East champion in the six races that that series had. He won Big five honors. of them. Huh? Big honors. <laughs> Big honors. Hey, win- but he's winning, right? He won five yeah. ARCA, ARCA, ARCA Menard series races, so Big ARCA, not East-West. Um, yeah. One one of the two West races he was in. So he has done very, very well for himself. He also won the 2019 East Championship, it looks like. As for some reason Racing Reference has it split. Oh, interesting. Uh with the K and N and then but so he's so he's a two time East champion with nine wins in two years. Yeah, for all intents and purposes, a uh a good snag for Chevy. Yes. For sure. Hottest prospect on the block is what I wrote oh, down. Yeah. And I, I wasn't going to say it. I was going to let you say it, but he is indeed that. Um, I think he's still a little rough around the edges with that, again, that social media type presence because a lot of, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, I think we're going to, and we're going to get through this list here, but I think a lot of the guys on this list bar maybe one are, I kind of, I kind of fall victim to that. Yep. So let's go back to the the goal of this program, right? Let's tie, let's tie it all up. Let's let's do our, you know, high school English essay. Tie it all up. The conclusion for this paragraph. For this paragraph. Yes. On Sam Mayer, in relation to the Drivers Edge program. Now Sam Mayer's been in it for two or three years now. Um, two years. Um. How successful has it really been with a guy like Sam Mayer? If yes, he's out there winning races, and I think a lot of that is, you know, a lot of that's due to his talent, but he's also in the better equipment, which you know, you don't get in the good equipment without good talent most of the time, or at least decent talent. Mm-hmm. Um because there's some guys in good equipment that don't have a good talent. I mean, oh shocker. Ooh. I don't think anyone on this list though. Um But but that social media presence is kind of, kind of meh. Yeah, I don't even know if I follow him on Twitter or anything. <laughs> like to be honest, you know. Hmm. I know I see social him up on person. there. I, I I seriously don't. 
I promise. <laughs> I, I really don't. And I and like that's that's not me. Like how I, in the past I've said like, oh, you know, I didn't get to watch truck racing. I didn't watch get to watch Arca as much as I have in the past. That's not me. Like that. Like my my entire feed is is motorsports and racing and NASCAR and the young drivers. And um, Sam Mayer. I, as much as I heard about him during the season, you know, just from winning the races he's won and you know the silly season stuff. I don't. I don't see him. Mm-hmm. I don't see his tweets. I don't see. I don't see him making any waves other than winning races, which is definitely not a. Which is the best way to make uh, waves. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a great way to make waves, but it's it's not. It's you know. What? How, how is he keeping relevant besides his on track performance? Which is it, it's not. It may not seem like a big deal, but it's important. But again, he's a young. He's a young guy. He's gonna have time. 20, he's gonna have time in this program. He's he's only turning eighteen next year. <laughs> I feel yep, old. Exactly. Um, uh, we're gonna ignore the age talk. I don't want. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a really good opportunity for him to move up to junior motors. So he's pretty much gonna skip trucks. Which I honestly, at this point, I don't think that's a terrible idea because we still don't know what next gen looks like. Correct. Uh, which we'll talk about in a few weeks, actually. But Ooh. um, I know you're excited for that talk. Mm-hmm. But um. I am gonna gonna be dude's gonna win a lot of races. He's gonna win a lot of races, and he's gonna be really good, and he's gonna continue to get better. It is hard to come out of your shell, though, at that age. Yeah, yeah. So I still have a hard time coming out of my shell. I don't know how I do this podcast, man. Anyways, moving on to a guy that has no problem coming out of his shell. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, you remember the snowball? Was it the snowball derby or what? What race was it where you? I don't know. He tried to kiss the trophy girl. Anyways, you know who I'm talking about. Noah Gregson mm. um, exploded onto the scene this year for some good reasons and, and also some bad reasons. Um, he got, in a, he got fisticuffs with Harrison Burton at Kentucky, won at Daytona, moved his teammate out of the way at Bristol. Did he win any other? He won other races. Where else did he win? Yeah. <laughs> that much. all he won? Not much. Didn't he didn't win much? I I, I mean I'm sure you know. Up front but a lot. Which is good. He was it near was an improvement. Front. Now Tyler Reddick won the championship in that car two year or the year prior to him moving into it. Yeah, he only won those two mm-hmm. races. Never mind. Um, so it's seventeen top fives, twenty five top tens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, yeah. So Gregson on track. Talk talk, talk about what what your big deal with Gregson is with his on track stuff. And then we'll talk about the off track on track, like, like on track, meaning how, like on what, the what, track. Do you mean? what don't you like about uh, Noah Gregson? Cause I think a lot of it has to do with the racetrack stuff. Um, he's, uh, he's, uh, and uh, okay. So he talks a lot of game off the track for someone who, Kind of a little piss baby on the track. Not gonna lie. I mean, something seriously. Like he goes in there, sends it on uh, on a uh, Riley Herbst or whatever. Like obviously Riley Herbst is Riley Herbst, and hey, you know, no practice. Like it's time to go. It's 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 you know, it's a race, and like just like sh- like shit like that. Sending his teammate. I mean, he was a re- he was a wrecking ball last last season. It was kind of sad uh, to see him continue to be someone that i dislike um yeah no i can't i, I can't really think of anything redeeming uh, i can't i truly can't think of anything redeeming in his on-track performance i mean 
he's in one of the best cars on the grid, so I expect him to win a couple races and and and, and knock out you know a bunch of top fives and stuff, which he did. I'm looking at the stats right here. 17. It's a good season by all means, a very good season. Led 622 laps too. That's another thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he had a decent season. Didn't close out Mm-mm. enough at all. I mean, straight up choked that one race to Harrison Burton. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, I can't even. I don't that even Texas? think Texas. Choke, Texas. yes, choke doesn't come close to describing what he did in that race. Ch- Chase Elliott I mean, passed all those nine choke vibes over to him. Oh my God! I mean, you, seriously, that was bad. I mean, that <laughs> was bad, bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's. I think he really was uh, getting pretty hot at the end of the season, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, and this was a guy that a lot of people pegged to take over the 48 if mm. it wasn't going to be Larson because he has money, right? He's got some money coming along with him, which, I mean, we, we can have this discussion all day about money versus talent, but in the end, money is going to win. We know that. I mean, you still have to be talented enough, right? You can't which, be, you can't be the me thing. with money. And, yeah. <laughs> Which is the thing is Noah Gregson is is talented enough and he will improve enough to you know warrant him getting a seat with the funding that he has. So, in my opinion, yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of t- there's a lot still there. He's got like you said, he's got to rein it in a little bit. So I yeah. think is if he can continue <clears throat> to start reining it in, which I think we saw him do later on in the season after you know it sounded like he had to have a couple sit downs at the old team mm. shop. He got much more consistent, um, uh, like uh, kind of right around the start of the playoffs. Yes, yes. But just have it, just you know, made it in a little bit. Got a lot of speed in that nine car. Got a really good crew chief in Dave Ellens. You know, just whew, breathe, buddy, breathe. Mm-hmm. The one thing though that you can't not Gregson for. Well, it's two things, I guess. It's his social media presence and his ability to make a connection with the sponsor at Daytona. And again, winning helps, you know, winning the race where the sponsor came onto the car <laughs> definitely helps you get that sponsor to continue. We've seen it before, right? Yep. Um, one at Daytona with Bass Pro Shops and Black Rifle Coffee. <clears throat> and now it's, I believe that is going to be his full-time sponsor this year. They're going to sponsor mm-hmm. every single race, which is a good, th- are, are they? Ex- I feel like they are. Hold on. To Jay Ski, but Davey, talk about his social media prowess. Um, I mean, the dude makes headlines. I mean, he just he, he's the him his you know not being able to rein it in on the track for the first part of the season. It shines in his personality every once in a while. Uh, good or bad, the guy is uh, being talked about all the time. Um, the the fight with Harrison Burton, you know, most of his Twitter antics, the the little. Cheeky pen. little pen emoji thing <laughs> around the 48 announcement rumors and stuff like that. You know, all that stuff. I mean, the dude is in the headlines, and you cannot fault him for that because, you know, that's what you got to do. We, again, we, we keep, we, we're going to start sounding like a broken record talking about these young drivers and making headlines, but Noah Gregson is good at it. Whether you like it or not, whether you agree with him or not, whether he comes across like an asshole, which he does to me, but. That's fair, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he does. He does what he needs to do, and he gets his name out there, and the sponsors are happy because they get a bunch of visibility. I mean, the guy's on all sorts of social media. He's on Twitter, Instagram, and like you know, 
connects with the younger fans. He's on like TikTok and stuff. Uh, that's that's what those sponsors want, and he's and they know they're going to get it with him, and that's mm-hmm. the thing. Well, and yeah, that's exactly the thing, Davey. I mean, this spo- he's gotten a sponsor to sponsor him full time outside of any connections that he has family wise. Yeah. Um, and that's a big deal. And making those connections with your sponsor and it's a it's a big deal, especially in a day and age where a lot of it is, oh, my mom and or dad owns this business and they're going to sponsor for seven races and I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be in the best equipment for seven races. I'm going to win six of them so that way the team decides to foot the bill for the other races. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't a bad way to do it because, if again, if you can go out and win six races, you deserve to be in that car. Um, but now he's kind of, he's got the staying power, right? He's still in Xfinity, third year in Xfinity. That's not a bad thing, again, especially because there's not a lot of seats open in Cup right now. No sense in moving up to a seat that isn't worth it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, no sense in trying to get into the 43 car. You know, there's no sense in trying to get into um, an RCR car if it's not going to be, which those are going to get better here, but no sense trying to get into the 37 or the 47. No sense in, mm-hmm. not that those are bad teams, but they're not where you can have your name up front and starting to garner some interest from sponsors or run mid-pack, end of the back of the pack and cup. The idea needs to be, hey, I got to run up front in Xfinity and win more consistently, which is what I think Gregson's probably going to hopefully do this year um, in Xfinity con- to continue building his resume. But again, he's done a great job. And he's, like I, like I said earlier, he's that first guy in this Driver's Edge program. But I think he's a really good example of, hey, if if they taught him a lot of this stuff, which I'm assuming they taught him a lot of the sponsorship stuff at least. Mm-hmm. Um. If they can continue to do that with these other guys that kind of, I think, need that sponsorship a little bit more, I think that's going to be a really good thing. Agreed. Agreed. 100%. So enough about Noah Gregson. Let's talk about a champion. 2020 Truck Series champion, Sheldon <laughs> Creed. Well, that's it's funny. true. Uh, I know it's true. I know it's very <laughs> technically true. It's just uh, the way it was framed is good. <laughs> uh, Sheldon Creed. Oh, man. I, I like Sheldon Creed, man. He's a cool dude. I'm um, trying to figure out if I like him or not. He's actually the oldest guy in this development program. But he's not that old, right? I know. 97. Oh. So what? What does that make him? 23? He's literally my age. Yeah. He, he is 25 days younger than me. So, not that old. Actually, he literally very young. looks like he's 32. I know. But uh, he was your 2020 Truck Series champion. He's going to run trucks again this year for GMS. Just because, again, there, I don't think there's a lot of. There's not. There's. If you want to stay in this driver's edge program, and this is the fault of the program, there's only one place to go, and it's Junior Motorsports. And guess who has all their seats filled right now? <laughs> um, but five wins on the year in the Truck Series for Creed, <clears throat> nine top fives, 13 top tens. So wasn't as consistently in the top five out of the 23 races, only nine of those. So what, that ends up being just under half. So, yeah, that's good. But average finish a 10.2 for the year, but mm-hmm. um, Creed definitely improved a lot this year. He had the win at Kentucky, which he won because the race was rain-shortened, and I think people were still really skeptical about him. And then he just went on a tear yeah. for the rest of the yeah, year. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. 
It was that, you know, we always hear, oh, well, once, you know, oh, they're going to win one, and then the floodgates are going to open, and then you never see the floodgates actually open. Um, mm-hmm. We saw that. So he wins at Kentucky in the rain-shortened race, but then he goes on, wins the race that you were at at the road course at Daytona, yep. wins at Gateway, wins at Texas in the fall, and then wins hey, the championship. Huge, huge momentum. I mean, it was absurd mm-hmm. how good that team got once it got going. Exactly. Um, for Sheldon Creed, though, again, there's not a lot of up. There's there's a lot of down force below him to kind of you know kind of start pushing him up, but there's nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So if you're a guy like Sheldon Creed, you're a champion. Are you looking elsewhere? Are you looking in other programs, or do you think you have to stay committed to this Drivers Edge program? Um, I don't think you can hurt him to stay committed for another year or me, so. He's still very young. Let me add one more thing. Yes, he's still very young, but remember, he is older than a lot of guys below him with similar experience levels. Mm. So that's like, that's the thing. Like, no, because I, I, I think we're, I, I think we're a little bit, um, I think we have this illusion that development drivers have to be the youngest drivers, you know, that that we have. I don't think that's true. I think that's a leftover feeling that that's kind of even carried over by the by the development programs from you know all the driver development programs in the in the late 2000s and the early 2010s and stuff where that was a huge thing. All these development contracts were being given out. I think that's a leftover uh, uh, emotion from that. I don't sentiment. think it's a big deal that he's uh, yeah sentiment. I don't think it's a big deal that he's 23, going to be going on 24 next year. And so with the driver development program, if he's performing and he's a shining example, which he is because he's a champion of, of the improvement and, and the work that the Chevy program can do, then why not stay another year if they if they're cool, cool with him staying another year and then and explore your options at the end of this year? I th- well, I think that's what he's doing. That's uh, the, the yeah. yeah. I mean, I agree. Then. Yeah. With, with, I, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not up to Sheldon Creed news. so. <laughs> Well, he's one of those guys, too, I think has to do better on social media. But I think a lot of guys have to do better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, a-, a lot of these guys have Twitter accounts that are untouched until, like, the Friday before race weekend. Mm-hmm. And then they, it's, you know, they make Which, a couple tweets, and it's the same thing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a repeating thing. It's become such a big thing. You know, just mm. the social media and trying to have a presence. I think we probably overvalue it, if anything, but... um. You know, that's I don't how it think is. it's overvalued, but we can we that's that's another story, I think. That's, yeah, moving on, Zane Smith, another guy that kind of exploded this year. Um, a few years ago, he was actually, or two years ago now, I guess, he was actually running some races for Junior Motorsports <laughs> in the eight car. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I um, it's like I like your note. I don't know if you forgot to finish it. Um, the note for Zane Smith that we have in our in our in our show notes here. Uh. <laughs> One of few races last year, comma. I was kind of, I kind of did these right before That's we started it. while I was waiting for you. So I was kind of like, you know. Well, it's a good thing I was late. Exactly. <laughs> um, won two races this year. One at Michigan. Hey, oh, that's a tough place to win. Too bad the trucks aren't going there next year. Um, Man, I'm stinks. sad about that. I'm really, because I like the trucks. Mm. They put on the best racing at MIS too. And they're like, nah, we're going to take them away. Like, Okay, that's cool. Um. Anyways, two wins, MIS and Dover. 
Dane Smith was the was the say it was Sam Mayer before Sam Mayer was Sam Mayer. Ooh. Right? That's I think he was yeah, he was that hot up and coming guy in the Chevy program, and then Sam Mayer comes along and kinda now is the hot up and coming guy, but Smith won I just knocked my mic. Um Smith won, hopefully you didn't hear that. <clears throat> Smith won four races <laughs> in the Arca Menard series in twenty eighteen. Um in route to a second place finish in points. Also, well, he doesn't. He has one cars late model, super late model tour win, but um, two truck series wins, ten races in Xfinity with two top fives and ten top tens or seven top tens. Oh, can't read. But um, Dan Smith, he's got a lot of experience considering. I mean, he was a rookie in trucks last year, technically, but he had a lot of experience in NASCAR going into that. So, um, what, what thoughts, opinions? On Zane Smith, uh, I mean, he had, those stand, he had those he had those standout races at the end of the season that were pretty impressive. Um, made some waves, made some headlines just on performance alone. It was pretty good. I think I said the same thing about him in another podcast. I think I've, I think I've had this exact kind of thought on him. Um, made some waves at the end of the season, but outside of that, I don't. I mean, I don't really have a huge opinion on Zane Smith. I mean, hyped up and stuff. I understand, but. You know, it is what it is with Zane Smith. I don't know. I don't fucking yeah. know. Fuck. It is what it is. We'll move on to another guy that it is what it is. Tyler Ankrum. Um, moved over from DGR Crosley this year to GMS and is now part of the Driver's Edge program. Um, Not a great year for Ankrum, though. Made the playoffs, so, you know, that's always a positive. I believe you. He might have been the last guy in. Um, <laughs> Won the race at Kentucky. Two years ago, didn't win a race this year. Kind of had the same number of top fives. Had two more top tens. Um, wow, and, improvement! But three more races this year too. So, <laughs> shit. Led less laps. Um, in arguably probably better equipment. Mm, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't a good year for Tyler Ingram. But remember, 2018 KN Pro Series East, four wins, 14 starts, won the championship. And that's fun. So that's cool. 2019-2020 came in World Truck Series. <laughs> One win. <laughs> hey, you won the last chance qualifier. The last last chance qualifier in the Eldor Dirt to Dirt Dirt Derby. Dirt to Dirt 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 Derby. <laughs> and and I honestly I have I I I I I, I actually I, I I on as far as young drivers go I do have an opinion on Tyler Ingram. Um, always kind of struck me as not good enough. Yeah, uh, I don't think I don't think he's gonna move up. I think he he could have a decent career as a uh, career trucker Xfinity driver, but I, I have not seen anything that would imply that he can. Um, so Ben Rhodes moving up. Yeah, yeah, as most... Ben Rhodes, as no as he is known by uh, Joseph Weaver. Yes. Shout out! What happened Shout to Weaver's to... word of the week, or whatever? We're still aren't we? Aren't we still? Gonna, we're gonna do it right. Near I the end of the show? I didn't get a word. You didn't get a word? Mm-mm. I'm sure it was what? my fault, though. I thought he told us the word. I didn't write well, it down. I got it. Oh, okay. Well, hold on. Okay. Well, Professional I'll, I'll podcasting. Remind I'll remind you near the end of the show. Professional I'm podcasting, you, folks. I'm not going to tell That's you what, yet we what Weaver's word of the day is. But I will. At Coming the end soon. Of the show. At the end of the show. Coming soon to a theater near you. Um... 
So yeah, I I guess I can kind of see that. I think obviously got to step it up this year, but GMS adds guys this year too. So uh, I don't know, man. It GMS is kind of a mess. Yeah, a lot GMS of guys. It's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't know what's going on. Yeah, remember it's too much. Remember a few years ago when I don't even did they end up buying it, but they were supposed to supposedly buying the BK Racing Charter, and then someone else bought it. I don't even know. I think can't can't Front lie, Row bought no it or something, and because I remember Gallagher was in the twenty three car for a race at Watkins Glen, and it was oh that was a mess because they were trying to go Cup racing, and then they had the Xfinity program for like a year, and then. Or a couple of years and they cut it. I decided just to be trucks. But mm. uh, GMS, man. It is kind of a, a little disorganized and mm, mm, mm. outside looking in. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on over there. But I'm sure they have a way to organize it. They only have the one ARCA team. It's kinda of weird, right? Yeah. I mean going back like to the twelve truck teams and one ARCA team. <laughs> It's almost like Arca isn't very profitable or something. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You know, uh, I put a question mark next to his name because he's he's part of GMS next year, and the next guy we'll talk about too, Chase Purdy. I don't know if you know anything about him. Anything? Um, he's been an Arca. I feel like he's been an Arca a lot. He hasn't done much. He's got sponsorship, so that helps. Sounds like that's about all he's got. Sponsorship. I, I don't remember him doing anything totally worthwhile. He ran the full ARCA series in 2018. Uh, had 10 top fives, 14 top I remember, tens. I remember. Yeah, he didn't win a race, did he? And then he yeah. just doesn't have anything for 2019. And then did uh-huh. seven truck races this last year with one top 10. Um, So, hey, you got Not it. Great. But he is part of NASCAR next. So... Yep. NASCAR next driver Chase Purdy with an average finish of 21st. 20. Oh, yeah. This season. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. We're trying. Yeah. He'll be a GMS. He'll be a good fill filler. Moving on. Rafael Lasar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he won a race this year. He did. Uh, One Talladega in the I, trucks. I, I believe KBM. you. Yep, um, One Dega. Had an average finish of 15.3 in the KBM truck, although the KBM trucks have kind of been poo-poo the last couple of years. Almost like they took their best crew chief and they put it on the all-star truck or something. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's These like, things happen. Hey, maybe we should not do that, but that's okay. It looks like Kyle Busch win more races, but hey. Mm. Hey, not going to judge. I'd want to win as many races, too, as I could. But as far as like his last season in trucks, you never know what a change of team will do. Um, mm-hmm. Especially at that age, especially in these series where it, it could mean a lot to a driver to have a team that you know could check on his their needs. I, I I see drivers all the time talk about when they were younger. You know, they just wanted to get into the they just wanted to get a seat and they just wanted to get a seat and they just wanted to race and that was all they wanted. And they didn't particularly take the time to ask for the things that maybe they should have asked for as far as comfort or, or, or any little thing that might help a driver excel where they are. Um, Kyle Busch Motorsports doesn't seem like the kind of place where you're going to get babied. Time. Yeah. Uh, time, yes, but babied is, and that's not necessarily a good word for it, but a place where you're going to have 
a, a team owner or, or a boss for in any capacity that's going to be like, okay, let us know what you need. Do you need anything? Like, I feel like, you know, if, he, if he's folded into the driver development program, he might get some of that or he might, you know, feel the empowerment because of that program or, or some training in that program or whatever they do. I don't know what the, I, I don't know, but like maybe, maybe he'll maybe, you know, I'm kind of all over the place now. I forgot where I was going. Um, no, I, I did. Okay. I've confused myself. Joe? Okay. I get what you're saying. You, sometimes I was making I, a good point. I just lost, I just forgot how to words at the end. Yeah. It's the same thing. I think for Eric Jones, a change of scenery is going to be very good. Hmm. I agree. Yes, um, I, that's a good that's a good comparison, actually. I think in Jones's case, he's definitely in a downgrade. I think in Lassard's case, we don't know yet. Um, mm-hmm. His his whole deal is right now they're only got a couple of, like the first couple races sponsored, and they're looking for sponsorship for the rest of the year. So he's not guaranteed that full time ride this upcoming season. So he's going to be looking for that sponsorship. But I, again, looking at a guy like Rafael Lassard, he's what he's a, he's a Truck Series winner, right? Yeah, Talladega, yep. but still a winner. Um, but there, there's there's something there, right? There's and there's still time. You can't give up on these young drivers so quickly. Yeah, that's correct. that's been the problem. They give up on these guys very quickly. It's almost I like mean, but- it's it's like you said earlier. The age thing shouldn't matter. We shouldn't be so focused. Oh, young guys, young guys, young guys. Maybe we should give them a couple years to run short tracks around the country and ARCA and whatnot. And then mm-hmm. start moving in them into NASCAR, NASCAR National Touring Series instead of, you know, yeah. being like, hey, you're 18. Okay, time to run trucks full time. Yeah. And, and, you know, we look at Raphael Lassard and, like, I'm not totally familiar with his season, but I seem to remember him being a lot more relevant near the end of the season than he was at the mm-hmm. beginning. I don't think he was quite as consistent, but again, I remember I, I saw him a lot more often near the end of the season. There's improvement there, hmm. you know, visible improvement. Well, and don't forget the trend of, uh, we didn't have practice at a lot of races and the rookie drivers seem to struggle yeah, more no, than the guys sh- that had experience. Exactly. Again, that's <laughs> what, well, yeah, this past season is a weird metric to judge drivers on, but, but don't worry. Yeah, we got a deal. We're going to do it anyway. KBM decided to cut both of their guys, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's all the guys that are in the Driver's Edge program. I got a couple extras on here. Um, I know one of them you probably don't know too much about, but Carson Hosevar, he's from Michigan. Uh, he Nice signed him as a development guy, so Chevy's weird. They kind of let their teams also sign development drivers. Um, they don't have, like, since they don't have the program through all the teams. Mm-hmm. So it, there's not as big of a relationship there, and I think that's why you see so many Chevy teams, because Chevy doesn't really care as much. Um... Ooh, oh no! I said it. Oh. Oh, he said the thing. Oh, they, they're but Joe, they're building a campus in Charlotte, the performance center. <laughs> yeah, okay, he that's said fine. The thing. Get him. Good. They're they're trying to actually sh- act like they care. <laughs> Good. So they should do. They haven't for a while. Oh, Chevy's the most winning. Yeah, that's what happens when you have Hendrick Motorsports, Richard Childress Racing, and Stuart Haas Racing for the good part of the decade. Like. Of course, you're the most winning manufacturer. What are you talking about? But you've been getting your butts kicked since you lost Stuart Haas. Oh, crazy. <laughs> Anyways. A little bit. A little bit. A little weird. Weird. Just weird. You know, just trend. Whatever. Cards knows far. Uh, he was the he won the Winchester 400 this year. So that's a big race to win up here in the Midwest. 
Um, but when you're talking about other teams, when you're not maybe not necessarily not in the mothership with the manufacturer, especially in today's day and age, what kind of problems could that lead to for Mr. Hosvar? Can you repeat the question? Sorry, you, you, I, your mic on my end was all if, woozy woozy. If you're not part of the mothership with Chevy, mm-hmm. what kind Which of problems? Well, you're good you now, have? by the way. Okay. I was just taking my time um, to make sure it went across. Uh, dude, I have no clue. I have no fucking idea. All right, let me answer <laughs> my own question then. Problems. There you go. You're not going to have relationships with the same people. Probably not as good of relationships if you do have them because they're not fostered by, hey, big boy manufacturer Chevrolet. Um, especially if you're a younger guy. It's not a bad thing. It's not a mm-hmm. good thing either. Um, it's just something you got to be mindful of. I think that's relationships are really important, it seems. So foster those relationships with people in general. Anyways, I got a couple other names on here. We can talk about them. We don't have to talk about them. Those are not really development guys now. They're kind of floaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike yeah. Snyder, he's going to be running the two car full time this year with RCR. So good, good for him. Anthony, good for Al- him. Anthony Alfredo is part of that 21 program this last year with Snyder and Kaz Grala. Um, he's a question mark because he was a guy that was kind of, hey, maybe he'll be in the 10 car. And then they're like, no, Jeb Burton. Um, Jeb Burton, though. Also, Justin Haley, but I didn't put him on here because I kind of think he's past the development phase, if I'm being honest. Like, he's still mm-hmm. developing, but I, I think he's kind of past this, like... Which is a weird thought, because he's a, he's been in the Xfinity Series the same number of seasons as Gregson, but I still see Gregson as a guy in development. So I think it's because I, yeah. I have faith in colleague, I think is what it is. There you go. Interesting. Hmm. But... Because he'll be in cup race. He's a cup winner. That's why. He's not in development. He's won a cup race. <laughs> Bam. Gotcha. Bam. Um, any, thoughts about, any thoughts about any of these guys before we uh, move on to our next topic? Uh, love my at Snyder. Um, I, unfortunately, dude, social media is so good. Oh, dude. And sponsors love him. Um, unfortunately, I think he, as much as I love the guy, and I think he's, I think he's quite good. I, he underperformed in the chances he had this year. Outside of a few circumstances, outside of a few races, he he underperformed in the equipment that he was in when he was at with the RCR team. Um, Which that kinda, could improve kinda, this year, and that could improve now that he's going to be able to stay there and and and, and foster a relationship with the team. Um, in general, though, last year, last season underperformed. Hopefully, they get that under. Oh, but don't forget, he was driving two different cars all season long. No, absolutely, and and that's I I, I know, yeah. And that's every time I saw him in the RCR car, I was like, "Oh, it's going to be a chance for Maya Snyder to really make it make a thing happen." And truthfully, he didn't all that often. You know? Yeah. I mean, he, you know, he, I think he had a couple good runs. He was running up front at the end of the Charlotte Roval race, which is very impressive. Right. But overall, overall, yes, exactly. Overall, could should have done better in my opinion. And I hopefully hopefully he does this season because I really like him. Mm-hmm. Um, fast pasta. I don't know. I mean, he's... I don't know. I think he'll uh, stick around. I don't he has think a funny name. Funny name. I, I, th- <laughs> I think he'll stick around. I don't think he's going to make waves anytime soon. Of course, that could change. Um, mostly just really annoyed at how annoying he was during the iRacing stuff this season. Oh, my God. 
Dude, we all have most people in our leagues, but holy. <laughs> Anthony Alfredo was that guy. Anthony Alfredo was the guy for the oh, NASCAR iRacing Pro Invitational until they said, okay, only cup guys. <laughs> anyway, and then Carson Hosevar, uh, yeah, I don't know anything about him. He's, if, he, if he's still doing local short, not local short track stuff, if he's, doing, if he's still doing short track stuff, uh, he hasn't creeped up on my radar as far as mm-hmm. uh, young drivers. I, I, I'm, I'm a different. Well, he'll be in trucks next year full time. So. Form of motorsports as far as young drivers go. Well, maybe that, Sorry. that's Sorry okay. That. But we're going to move on to something that I think will interest you a lot. Ooh. And that topic, Davey, of course, is the United States Online Racing League Red Bull Cup Series. Uh, y'all were at Martinsville. We didn't broadcast here on JTN. Tommy and I got the week off, like we'll have the week off this weekend. So that's why it's mm-hmm. important to go to our Twitter, because we'll post the links. Or you can check out our Facebook, too. But Twitter was where we'll post them, and then we'll post a link to the, the tweet thread Indeed. on the Facebook page, <clears throat> um, where you can find all the streams, including yours, Davey. So they could just follow you once we get to the end, We and, or click the link for your Twitch. And the, but, you know, whatever, whatever. And they should. They should. They, I mean, they that. should. Right? They should. There's a thing that, that that should happen. I mean, it's free, guys. Come on. Turn notifications on, too. That would be even better. But um, if they were watching this past weekend, they they would have saw a, a celebration from the 75 team, wouldn't they? Oh, my God. Yeah, we won. Yeah, we won. It was pretty cool. I was happy about it. Uh, Martinsville, one of my favorite tracks. I've, I've, I've tweeted this before, but I feel like short track... Or asphalt short track racing is kind of my jam and uh took down big dubs it was fast all fast all night you yes. love to see it you love to see it very fast i see your face during the broadcast you got to see my face beautiful and you'll be able to see it again eventually uh, well not, not just eventually but this weekend when we head to north wilkesboro um Hello. another week off for the jtn gang yeah, they didn't want us uh, coming there. They said it wasn't going to be good. They were like, you know, um, just take this one off. I'm telling you right now, uh, that race is going to be really good. I uh, ran the lights race. Well, First Tommy. time this season I ran a lights race. What? I'm going to have to talk to Tommy. Tommy was like, it was Ruckfest last year. But then we uh, went to Anchorage, so, you know, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, and Martinsville actually wasn't a Ruckfest either. We got I know. A couple long- um, no, North Wilkesboro was, uh, was a blast. Um, really, really interesting track, uh, really aggressive driving, um, not yes. necessarily like pushing or anything, but very aggressive. The, uh, the tires are going to wear and there's going to be guys sliding around and it's a controllable slide as well, which is very exciting. Um, you had the top five all kind of coming off the corner, skirting the right rear, not, not on purpose. Uh, it's going to be a blast. You got, if you go, if you guys want to see a show, you got to tune in. It's going to be very fun. Um, had top five speed. Got dial in. Hopefully, get that extra little bit to uh, keep up with Hong and Cal, who are up front the whole night. Um, it's gonna be a blast. You better tune in on yeah. my Twitch, which I which I'll, I'll mention my Twitch again at the end of the show. Don't you worry. Mention it now. Do it. D seven H fiver with an E R at the end is my Twitch. It's also linked below. So. Linked below. Unless you're on Spotify, then you gotta actually search for it, but. That's on you because you're on Spotify. But we like Spotify, so thank you, Spotify. Thank you for listening if you're listening on Spotify. 
Yeah, those numbers are... We gotta boost those numbers. So share the podcast, too, while you're at it. Um, Davey, though, two wins on the season. That's gotta feel good. Got those playoff points. It feels very good. I uh, was very disappointed with my performance last season. Um, yes. Took down a couple wins. Almost won the championship. Was yes. was about a half a track away from doing so. But uh, <laughs> was not... Was not. I wasn't happy with my performance. I felt like I fell off a lot. Mm-hmm. And... um. I took a lot of steps this season to uh, get myself focused up and get myself really into the groove of things this time around the season. It's paying off. We're, we're very quick, and I, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. That's all you can ask for. Just mm-hmm. enjoy yourself. Keep an eye out for the, um, for the, for the Adidas Martini JTN Fake Racers podcast uh, Lux Beans Machines. Ooh. I love those sponsors. Those are my favorite I things. I love those sponsors, too. You got a good old can of Lux Beans? I should get I should get a can of Lux Beans when I run the Lux car. You should. Just have it on the shelf behind you. And, you know, I was talking to Tommy about this, by the way. I was talking to Tommy about this. Deadass, I was talking to Tommy about the Las Vegas race mm-hmm. and how I ran the Lux Beans car. And I didn't even put it together to make a to make a joke about Lux Beans at Las Vegas. The Lux thing. Didn't even think about it. Okay, we got you covered. I know you guys had me covered, but that would have been such a like I would have if I would have said that in the interview, I would have literally sent that to Lux Beans. Like, hey, hey, I know you me. sponsor the Parker Kligerman car in in, in iRacing. racing. You you, you have we have something here. Can I at least be a part of that? I mean, <laughs> look what I just did, <laughs> and I would least... send them that clip. Like like roll me into this deal. Let me talk to somebody. <laughs> but I didn't think of it, and I'm mad. Just let Davey get one interaction with Parker Klingerman per year. Yeah, Bam. exactly. And then Done. one die cast ever. Ever. They ever that make isn't one. a custom. Well. Yeah, oh shit. Those are expensive, man. I know. I know. It's okay. So I do have that one little custom of his, of his, uh, of his Gaunt Brothers Gaunt. car. Gaunt. Uh, I got, Gaunt. I got the door. I got the door here. But... Oh yeah, you did get the door. I have more I ha- I have more real cup car Parker Klergerman stuff than I do um official diecast merch of Parker Klergerman. That's cuz I didn't make any. All right. Pain. Not his fault. Not his fault Pain. the licensing stuff is stupid. Pain. And guys, I re- I broke him. But you know something that makes him happy. We got some great fake racers podcast merch up on the Teespring. It's linked below. Uh, you can get your hoodies, shirts, die cut stickers, which are really freaking nice. Um, I uh, yeah, I'm excited. You just see. slap one of those on the back of your laptop. Ooh. Actually, you know what? Don't even slap them on a laptop. Next time you're at a racetrack, put it somewhere. Ooh. Put it somewhere. I feel like they take it down though. Uh, don't care. I'm putting it somewhere. Let's go, Fake Racers Podcast. I gotta. You know what? I'm gonna make. That's sh- what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna make sure for MIS this year. I got like JTN merch on the whole weekend. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get JTN merch. Get the stickers. Slap that stuff everywhere. I can make Telling my own you. stickers. I mean, I can make my own stickers too. So. Well, bam. Well, bam. Daytona, look out! JTN stickers coming your way. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I will, and I'll take pictures, and it'll be a great social. Oh, excuse me. It'll be a great social media initiative. That's that's the one thing I forgot that's, to that's mention. That's another thing. Oh my gosh! I, I forgot I, to I mention that on it. purpose. Check out. So later this week or sometime, you know, because we're not broadcasting. We'll we'll be broadcasting Sunday with the Hobo Racing League for their Christmas uh, special race. At I forget what the track is, but it's gonna be fun. Um, 
we'll be broadcasting that Sunday night, so make sure you come check us out. But we'll also, uh, this upcoming week, it's important to go follow our Twitter. We're trying to build that Twitter following now because y'all have been so supportive here on YouTube, on Spotify so far, um, and Facebook. Hey, let's build the Twitter now. Um, check over there. We're going to be asking people to send in your photos using hashtag JTN merch or something like that um, to be part of our broadcast for our advertisements for the merch. Um, so send in your photos with the merch on and you could see your face on a JTN broadcast. Or not. Sure. I mean, if you don't want it and you just want like neck down shot of you wearing the shirt or, you know, you got to be wearing the shirt. You can't like take a picture of it on your bed. Like, come on. You got to. Wear that shirt. Wear it proud. Yeah, rep it. Come Big smile. Now. I'll I'll make sure Davey posts a picture with his merch. I will, and I'll do to, it to be like our example. But um, yeah. So we'll uh, after we've sold our souls out to you, let's get on to our next and final topic of the evening. That topic being, and this is one you added. Um, talk and. Talk about it a little bit. Uh, F1, they did an exhibition with uh, old Alonzo. 2005, right, Renault? The 05 Renault, yes. Um, talk about what... Why were you kind of... I don't know if you're puzzled by it, but talk about it a little bit. Um, So it kind of caused a little bit of a... Uh, a little bit of a... I wouldn't say a problem for Formula 1. Formula 1's a lot bigger than than the Twitter space uh, talking about this. But it caused a rift on Twitter where a lot of people were questioning why just a single lap from the 2005 Renault F1 car with the screaming V10 in it, it sounds amazing, why that car was captivating so many people and why that excitement doesn't exist for Formula 1 cars today. Um, there's a lot of factors to that. Joe, you seem to not really agree with anything that I was kind of saying. Um, well, you guys I you think, say it. Well, I, I think that the cars back then, as a singular entity, were more exciting. I'm not saying the racing was more exciting. I am not saying that the drivers are any more daring back then than they are today. I'm just saying that the cars themselves, the screaming V10, the car looks alive on the circuit, you know. Those cars are exciting. And it 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 it, it did kind of resonate with me that when I when I watched that car go around a racetrack, especially now that it's not 2005, we have HD cameras and, and we're we're at this beautiful facility that is Abu Dhabi, uh, the circuit. Um, I got a buzz watching it, like it was it was I got I got an absolute buzz watching that car go around that racetrack. You know, you go you go you you look on the pit straight and in, in the video that they posted and team members are lining the pit wall to watch this car scream past them. Um, 2020 Formula One cars don't have that for me at all. Uh, it's not the same buzz. Uh, someone put, Another person posted a, a video in the replies to that, to the official Formula One tweet of the video going around the track. They posted a video of from across like the river or across like the you know like a far far away from the racetrack yeah and you just hear every every gear shift every every little sound that that car is making you hear it from all the way that video is being taken from and like that's amazing to me that's so cool and that that was what f1 really was and that's not i'm not trying to be like a guy that lives in the past because Formula One today is as competitive as an, and as exciting as it has ever been. 
and I love Formula One. Formula One is a spectacle still today, just the the speed and the grip, you know. I'm not saying that the cars back then were and it's it's just a fact that they're not as fast as the cars today. The cars today are absolutely spectacular. But there was something about hearing that car, seeing that car, experiencing that car, the culture of fearlessness around that car, not necessarily with with the drivers being heroic, brave heroes, but just the the engineering and and and, and the sounds and and the experience. It, it's it's different. It's different. To, it's different today than it was back then. And I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. I don't know where that's going to lead us or if that had any actual effect. But it was interesting to see the the wake that that came in or, or the wake that came in that video's uh release. You know. Yeah, I. I agree with what you're saying, but I don't think it's something, I don't think it's something unique, right? I think we, this year in, in motorsports, very prominent, but I'll take you out of sight of motorsports. Let's talk about hockey. I like hockey. Um, Hockey fans, there's a lot of people that say, hey, we got to go back to like, you know, fights there's no fighting in hockey anymore what the heck why is that well because you don't have people going around doing stupid stuff right you don't have people flying around the ice killing people you know cross checkings down and just mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff like that right a bunch of those violent plays they're gone because they're not good and that's what was causing people to get hurt so since there's less of those plays there's less reasons to fight so there's less fights and also it's discouraged a lot more than it used to be Talk about motorsports. That idea of, hey, it was good. It used to be really good. Now it's not. Or at least not maybe for the same reasons. Because like you said, F1 is very competitive compared to what it was at different times in its history. But that cycles. Everything in life is cyclical. I had to say that word slow because, oh, I would butcher it. <laughs> um, I got like a little blah, 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 blah you know. Um, talk, let's I, I didn't notice the F1 stuff. I saw people, like, in a big commotion. Yeah, it's really cool to hear the scream in V10 and all that. Like, your points are all... I agree. Agree with the points. I'm going to propose this, though. That's just how we are as motorsports fans. We always want something we don't have anymore. You know, if... For a long time... Let's, you know, I'm more familiar with NASCAR, so that's where I'm going to go, obviously. Oh, let's go back to dirt. We went back to dirt with the trucks. Did it put on a good show? Yeah. Dirt people said it put on a bad show. But non-dirt people that just watched NASCAR, oh, that was a good show. That was fun because it was unique. And it was something we went back to. So we said, hey, let's do it again. And let's do it again. Do it again. Cars. Oh, Gen 4 was so great. Gen 4 was so good. Twisted Sister. Oh, my gosh. Beautiful cars. All right. A lot of engineering, right? Easy. Not it's not saying those opinions are wrong. But those opinions are coming from a place of but yeah, what we have right now sucks compared to that. Which I, I think it's I think it's different though. I, I don't think NASCAR has undergone um a change as drastic as Formula One. I disagree. I mean you're talking about an entire you're talking about you know, you know, like full developments of cars down the line. You know, full regulation, like multiple regulation changes down the line, from a V10 to a V6 turbo. I mean, that's a that's a jump. 
Yeah. From 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 what like I, I I struggle to look back at NASCAR and think, oh, NASCAR is synonymous with XYZ thing. I can look at Formula One and say, oh, Formula One is synonymous with that sound. Yeah. Or Formula One is synonymous with that, you know? I can't say the same thing about NASCAR because I don't think it's particularly synonymous with anything besides oil racing. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the change is as drastic in NASCAR because they're still doing more or less the same things. The technology hasn't advanced at all, truthfully. I mean, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, technology has not advanced almost at all. We have, we we don't have a carburetor anymore. <laughs> like, you know, I think I. I agree with you in the sense of like it's just it's just people being like, I want the old thing back. It's like nostalgia. it is that. It's just it nostalgia. It is that. It is. I don't think it's just nostalgia. It's a I lot do. nostalgia, but I don't think it's I don't think it's just nostalgia. I think that there is something in the poetry of a uh, of of an old V10 Formula One car, or even if it were a V8 for that matter. Um, that I mean that again that sound is synonymous with Formula One, and. I, I struggle to hear the V6, and and I think the V6 sounds lovely. Oh my god, it is it is a nice sounding race car, and V6 is in I'm not one of those weird people who's like, oh V6, that's not that's not racing. There's got to be a V8, and it's got to scream. Mm-hmm. Like for like IndyCar V6s, for example, sound amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's that doesn't it doesn't, and I don't want to say that Formula One is defined by any one thing, but that doesn't sound like formula one you know like 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 it or not whether that's a selling factor of formula one i'm not i'm not trying to be like a boomer but like that doesn't it just doesn't sound like formula one to me and then you listen to that car and it's like oh my god that is that is a formula one car the 05 car i mean yeah but that 05 car doesn't sound like a formula one car to someone that didn't grow up with that either you know i mean and that's fair and that's a fair that's a very like specific example that's probably not fair to make in an argument, but it is a like it's a fair point. Um, Formula One though is synonymous with hey techno- technological advances that we can apply to our cars, right? Mm-hmm. Why you switch to a V6 when you're at a V10 or a V8 or what, whatever you're at? Well, because most uh, passenger cars today have V6s; they don't have V8s. Oh, and that's, absolutely, absolutely. And, no, I agree with you. And if you are F1. And your goal is to try to make what your you know what your manufacturers, what your builders, instructors. Um, if you want to, if your goal is to make it as relevant to their actual what they actually do for business, right? Because Mercedes is in the car selling business, not the F one business. Mm-hmm. The F one business is just a branch of that. You want to make those developments that they make in the racing make sense. For the manufacturer, the OEM. Oh, and, I, and I, this, this is not lost on me. I right. The reason that I I wanted to talk about this was because I I've never seen such a widespread, not only discussion but general like agreeance that that is an era that will be dearly missed. Like it, like just the, the the culture shock that some people had like listen like watching that car go around that racetrack in in you know today. It was uh, interesting to watch, and I'm sure we will talk further about, you know, what makes sense for Formula One, because you're right. You're 100% right. Uh, I I was just more intrigued by 
the response. I was intrigued by the by by people's opinions and what people were saying, and 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 more so the the questions people were asking because of the video, mm. not necessarily what does this mean for F1. It doesn't mean shit for F1, but <laughs> it I I thought it posed good questions. No, it does, and it definitely does. Yes. And I just you know, and we're gonna talk about NASCAR next gen here down the road, and also, and this this, is, this discussion will be very relevant. Exactly because. A lot of what they're trying to do with that car is make it relevant to the OEMs. Mm-hmm. And again, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, we'll talk about too. But in the case of F1, that's why you're not going back to that. I'm sure there's a way, I'm sure they could figure out a way to make the exhaust or manufactured, <clears throat> you know, part of the engine block. So the, mm-hmm. you know, the sound resonance would match that pitch and then it sounds you know like there's there's so much you could probably do if that's oh yeah because you know when they're designing these things that's not that's not your engineering design goal that's not your design goal is to make it as efficient and powerful as you can you know it's not to make it sound cool dude it could it could sound like it's farting down the straightaway but if it's fast it's fast right like yeah exactly exactly so but um yeah, I think that was a good topic, though, Davey. I think that's a it's a good thing to talk about because it's very relevant to any type of motorsports when we have these discussions about you know car changes and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I disagree with you saying though, like NASCAR hasn't been through that like shift. I think there was that shift when we went from Gen Four to COT. I think we're gonna have that shift again now, Gen Six to Next Gen, just because Next Gen is the biggest that. shift. I don't think that's a shift. I think that you you change you change the composition of of the chassis, and all you're doing that 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 doesn't do it. The fans don't give a shit about that. They don't see that. That's not a thing that they that they can. They, I mean, they see the wing and they see the splitter and they see <laughs> that the cars are a little bigger. But other than that, like it's still a cup car. It's still a blocky race car on an oval racetrack. I don't think that changes anything. Um, all that does is is change the type of equity that a team has, which is it's you know nothing it's yeah exactly (laughs) the the equity a team has is it's shopping the fucking tools inside of it the cars are you know relatively inexpensive compared to that yeah yeah it's the innovations that they do to the cars afterwards it's not in their chassis and stuff either regardless regardless this is this is a good guy i am excited for next gen because of topics like that (laughs) regardless ending the episode leaving you with a little bit well, taste for more in your mouth. Ooh, Next week yeah. we'll be talking about TRD. Idea. It'll be fun. Toyota Racing Development and their uh, driver development program. Oh my god, it's gonna be the Christmas episode. We gotta do something Christmas related. Wait, no, Joe, stop, stop what you're doing. Weaver's word of the day. Oh yeah, that's right. Weaver's word of the day to round us off. I'm gonna need. You, I gotta you get sound him. excited. I am excited. Okay. Okay. Good. 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 I thought Always I was excited. Being, I was joking. I was being sarcastic. Okay. Uh, Weaver's word of the day today is um mobile chicane oh yeah that's right mobile chicane mm-hmm. <laughs> moving chicane i like to scream mobile this word chicane. when i suck <laughs> or during practice you just start like weaving back and forth mobile through. chicane just yell it mobile sh- moving chicane well, moving chicane but yeah same thing same you yeah, know same thing. same 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 difference what's a mobile same chicane Davy? um well uh, a moving slash mobile chicane uh, comes in comes in many forms. Um, yes. It is a driver that is slow and in the way 
on the racing surface. That sucks. Um, some synonyms. Quinn Huff. <laughs> Jesus okay. Christ. Moving on, moving on, moving on. <laughs> some cinnamons. Yeah, some cinnamons. Cinnamons. <laughs> that was a tough word to say in like second grade. Synonym. Oof. I mean, tongue twister. Maybe for some of us. You know what? Who who's in charge here? We'll ask the fans that. They'll probably say me. Probably, because I think more people that know you probably listen to this than know me. Joe is an enigma. What do you mean by that? Um, you're an enigma. Yeah, that's what I said. Are we done? Are we done yet? Is this over? No, because Davey, you got to plug all your stuff. Plug all your stuff. Oh, okay. Well, I did my Twitch earlier, but I'll no, do, it do it again. again. Um, my Twitch is at or no, there's no at. It's D7H5R with an ER at the end. Linked below. Um, link below. My Instagram is at D7H5. Linked below. Um, link below. Oh wait, I got it this time. Okay. And then my Twitter is at Davey Hazard. Link below. Let's go. I had to, gave, I had to wait. Give us an entry. I also have my links below, but the best way, again, to support JTN is to go over to our Facebook page, give us a like over there, uh, get the notifications for any time we post, because we'll post when we're live streaming. Um, if you're on Spotify, giving the podcast a follow, it'll give you notifications anytime a new episode is uploaded. I believe this is the only podcast I have notifications enabled for, just to make sure I see that the episodes go up on there. Um, again, thank you so much. Make sure, too, if you're on YouTube and you haven't hit the subscribe button, what are you doing, man? Like, come on. Get serious. Yeah, honestly, follow here... us on Spotify. Subscribe to JTN on YouTube. That's important. That's very um, important. Also, I would like to add that, uh, as he's talking about merch, um, uh, many people have been buying the uh, USRL shirt. Yes. It seems to be popular. I saw it on Snapchat again today in the USRL group Snapchat. Uh, don't ask to get in there. It's a very exclusive club. Um, very exclusive. I'm not even in there. I know. Very exclusive. Um, Ouch. Yeah. Very popular. Very popular. Uh, very popular merch. Um, That's good. I, I, for one, am partial to the Fake Racers Podcast merch, but don't tell anybody. I wonder why. Yeah, a little bit. It's a cool logo. I mean, it's just a cool logo. I wonder who came up with that. Uh, I think it may have been a team effort. I think I did. I think, I think, uh, I did some of it, and then Joe did some of it. I think Davy and Creative came up with it, and then Joe and Design finished it. This is fair. You know, Davy and Creative, not not you, Davy, but Davy and Creative down the hall mm -hmm, mm -hmm. here at JTN Plaza Tower, whatever we are. Uh, if you want to find more from me, though, um. You can head over to my Twitch, Joto2. I think that should be linked below. But again, best way to help support us at JTN is follow all our socials. Follow, Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Like the video. Share it with your friends. And continue the conversation with us in the comments or on Twitter. We would love to have some banter with you guys. It's always a good time here at JTN. Yeah. Uh, if you were, if you uh, see the podcast tweet and you listen to the podcast and you you have something you want to get on get off your chest or something you want to you want you want to give us a piece of your mind. Uh, tell us. Reply yeah. to the tweets, and Come then we'll on. talk about it in the podcast. We would love some fan interaction. You got questions oh, for would. us? 
We'd have a mailbag segment. We could have it. No, I'm, I'd have it. Now it won't be like the questions I answer when I'm when we're doing the broadcasts, but <laughs> you know, here we are. But again, thank you so much, everyone, for listening this week. Next week we'll be talking TRD. I don't think there's any racing, so we'll just talk about TRD next week. So that'll be fun. We'll talk about your exploits in um in North Wilkesboro. I'm sure that'll be a lot of fun to hear about. And mm-hmm. we will see you guys. And we'll and you'll hear us next time on the Fake Racers Podcast. See you guys around and thank you for listening. <laughs>